0: Hello and welcome back to the Manuka Sunday podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mel, your host and the founder of Manuka Sunday podcast, which once started as a wellness blog that's now grown into a full blown media agency. We build websites, branding, work on social media strategy, produce podcasts, all of the above. And these episodes are going to be focused strictly on giving you guys straight value on how to implement little tangible takeaways into your business or passion project, whatever it is. So today we're focusing all about websites. I'm super excited about this because... I chat about this a little bit in the podcast, but I have finally launched our website for Manuka Sunday. This has been such a long time coming. I did a brand photo shoot a while back. There's a whole video on that on YouTube. I've rewritten the copy, I've rewritten the services about 50 times. There's a resource page which I'm gonna have every link to everything where you're gonna just have everything there. I keep saying everything, but everything will be there. What I'm listening to, my favorites, little template shop. I'm really excited about the template shop, actually. We're going to be having social media templates on there that you can just purchase for a lower cost than working with us one-on-one and making like some more personalized templates or custom templates. So those will be live shortly. At the moment, we have some notion templates that we use in-house just to organize keep things on track and everything like that there's a content calendar in there there's a there's a brand shoot content calendar just to make sure that you have everything ready to go for any brand shoots or photo shoots or whatever and yeah I'll just be adding those in there I think I'm gonna do like a financial tracker if anybody thinks that's interesting or and also a full-on business notion hub so we run our whole We pretty much run our whole business on Notion, so I'm going to be pretty much walking you through what we do, how we do it, and give you the template if you want to check that out. I will be launching all of these through Instagram and chatting about it through the podcast a little bit, so follow me at Manuka Sunday if you don't already, but today's episode with going with the theme of launching our website is going to be all about website optimization. I think I run through five different tips on what you can do today to make your website a little bit faster, a little bit smoother for your audience and quick things that you can may and you may not have known before to implement on the back end. So without further ado, let's get into it. I want to keep these short and sweet and value packed. So if you get anything out of this episode, please, please, please send to a friend, rate, review, send or post on Instagram, whatever you feel like. I would love to chat about what you liked, what you didn't like, and any topics in the future that you wanna hear about. So hit me up at Menuka Sunday on Instagram and let's get into it. All right, so we have been doing so much behind the scenes on our website. It has been such a long time coming. I think I wanted to actually launch it in February and now it's June and it's officially launched. So go look at it. But because of all this going on and also like us working on client projects and webs in the website world, there are so many little things that I'm realizing that like go into the design obviously, but also like optimizing things for more people to find you, optimizing just little things on sales pages, things like that. So As we dive into launching our new website, I thought it would be good to talk about the five different ways that you can optimize your website and make sure that things are feeling clean, smooth, and fast for your audience. So as we dive into launching our new website, I thought it would be a good time to chat about optimization. There's so much that goes into making a good website, and not only just like the design, but the speed, the this the call to actions, the like where you're placing certain info, it all goes into the user experience, which will then lead to a faster purchase, all of the things. So I just wanted to start it off with going through a quick example of we were looking for a new website project. We were looking at a competitor and we land on the page and all of, like I see beautiful design. It's very trendy. It's very minimal. It's very Everything that you kind of want in like the Gen Z world right now, but you realize like you just the first page you see a couple products. And immediately I'm thinking it's an e-comm website. And so I'm like going through, making sure like I, I'm taking little notes for this other competitor, everything like that. And then I realize that the website is actually promoting an in-person space for facials. And I'm thinking, I'm like, I just spent five, like five minutes, like deep diving onto this website. And I just found out that they're actually a physical space, a clinic that is promoting like in-person services. And I thought it was an e-com website. So that just goes to show design. You can have the most beautiful website ever, but if it doesn't make sense to your customer, it's not going to work. So Today, we're going to go through five different things that you can use on a daily basis just to kind of check, or not a daily basis, but like a checklist to go through on your website, run through everything, and make sure that's optimized to your standards and also your customer standards. Because sometimes when you don't remove yourself out of the situation, you don't realize how confusing or not user-friendly something can be until you actually take a look at it with a a closer look okay so number one would be streamline your website navigation so your menus obviously people think of a menu they think it's very simple all the things if you're launching a product shop you don't realize like how many ways you can probably get to a product and then you land on the product page and you're like I don't know how to get back to where it was or back to the the shop or back to the collections page things like that. So, what something that we do is at the very beginning of the website phases, we do what's called a website mapping. And this is understanding where each click is going to go out to, and this is a huge thing for user experience. So, what we're talking about being like navigating the website, this is also huge for just making sure your customer is getting to where they need to be as fast as possible and as seamless as possible. So you want to make sure your menu, website in general, but your menu is very clear to visitors of what they're for where what they're looking for. If you have a service, make sure it's in a full tab of services or if you have a specific product that you're launching in your clinic of services, make sure you have services extremely loud and in front and then you have like a subcategory of products so you want to make sure that it is easier for your visitors to find out what they're looking for and make clear categories and subcategories to just put everything in one place where it's supposed to be and when you're doing this always remember that a seamless a seamless browsing experience when you know where you're going and when you know like it's just intuitive to click to the next thing it's going to lead to higher conversions faster conversions all of that So one thing that I would do would be starting in point would be mapping everything out on pen and paper or getting pen and paper, mapping everything out. Then I would add it into the website, see if it's user friendly for yourself and then hand it off to somebody that doesn't necessarily know your business or isn't like, doesn't know all the ins and outs like you do and see how fast that they can get from like landing page to understanding what you do and then to the purchase. Like you want to see how how it actually flows and how they naturally flow through to it. Okay, so number two is optimizing your product pages. And this could be service pages, product pages, booking pages, anything like that. It is going to be the lifeline of your website, obviously the lifeline of your business as well. So this is a huge crucial step to make. Start by crafting your product descriptions really well. On like give your customer everything that they need to understand what they're getting and this is another part where I think a lot of people add a lot of fluff and they think they need to add so much more we see a lot of people saying like I gave so much website copy I don't know if we need that and I end up like cutting half of it out because again like too much information and too too much busyness just gets confusing to people so I think I'm going to probably say this throughout this episode, but just cut the fluff and it'll make the experience so much easier. Another thing to optimize your product pages would be um, getting the proper product photos. Investing in product photography is so important. I think that getting the right lighting, getting the product in the right environment, and just actually showcasing it in a way where your customer can see them using in their own lifestyle is super important another thing i love to see on new websites not new websites but just websites in general a lot of shopify has this now is that you have like a swipe over and you can see like stop motion and kind of see the product in motion i guess so something like an example i guess for a service-based industry you could do like i don't know if you're a strength and conditioning coach and you're selling a program have like a motion like a motion graphic that's it's like if it's a hover image, everybody's like interested in seeing a little bit of movement. So adding that like mo- like stop motion of you doing an RDL or doing something like that, anything that just brings it back to you being a professional and selling them on your expertise for service base. And then product is like, one, aesthetics are just everything now. People want it to look nice in their in their cupboard. People want it to look nice on their table, whatever. So just show it in that type of scenery. And I think that'll optimize product pages in a huge way. And then again, with the product pages, I would never skip out on customer reviews. If you have to beg your whole entire family to give you a review do it like i think that i actually when i worked at the hospitality industry when i worked in the hospitality industry we would get people all over the place to get reviews we obviously had amazing reviews from our actual customers but like more like the more we got the better and we would have like employees do it when they first got hired we would have everybody so all of that social proof really matters and I just like it needs to be living on your product page you know the amount of people that look through a product and they're like 50% there and then they see a five stars with a great review they'll become a, a buyer like that and then when they're when the product's actually good they'll be a new like if you're usually somebody that reads products i feel like you're more on the on the lines of like actually giving a review too so it kind of creates that momentum for you another really quick note on product stuff is making sure all the alt tags are keyword friendly so going back in the photos have a name that you basically save it as save that as something like if it's a skincare photo save it as something as in the best vitamin C serum, something that you know somebody's gonna type into Google. So it's all coming back to like that SEO and just driving people back to your website. Okay. Number three is the speed of your site. I know this is kind of crazy, but apparently, if you have a loading time of like over three seconds, people leave. and I on I honestly believe it because I've done it before, but the speed of your website really impacts conversions. So, A few things that will help contribute to this will be conducting A B testing to determine the best design or layout or like the amount of photos or videos on your website because video, like big files, are gonna really slow down your website along with integrations, apps, anything like that. That's more on the Shopify side, but the more code, the more integrations, the more apps you have on there is gonna bring your speed score down. Another thing is like if you want, I, I feel like I go back and forth with this because I even talk to clients all the time, being like, should I have a hero photo? Should I have a hero video? I personally think that video like trumps everything, especially when you're walking into a website for the first time. You when you see a video, you can really see like the essence of what the brand is all about if you do it right. And that is a huge selling factor in my eyes so another thing that you can go around this with is having a backup photo so if somebody's like on not like very strong wi-fi or have bad service it'll knock out the video and just show the photo so you can have a little bit of both worlds there and this just enhances the user experience that much more just thinking about it like nobody wants to wait for anything nowadays and so there's a couple Shopify apps if you're using Shopify I wrote down optimizely this one helps you create those A-B testing to determine like design improvements it'll give you little tips and tricks right here it doesn't do anything for you but it'll just give you the tips and then you can go back I guess to the drawing board if it tells you to the second one would be lazy loading for the loading of like all the photos and everything like that. It'll shrink sizes or it'll even load all the key information before photos. So they'll like see something rather than the whole page just taking forever to load. And then my minifer. I don't know if I'm saying that right, Minifer or minifer? oh, it's probably minifer. For cleaning up any extra code that is slowing down your page so this is like another thing like people don't realize there's they want to make all these like customizations and things like that yes it's great on like the visual side but you don't realize how much it actually slows down your website and in shopify a lot of stuff can just be like so much unneeded code that this app will actually like clear out some of that that's like not even being used number four persuasive call to actions so I we did a website that had a huge course launching and the biggest focus that we wanted to make on this website was the sales page for this course. We put a call to action in every single section and I think like you, when you see like a lot of high converting websites, you do see this. It's a lot of buttons. It's a lot of like click here to access or click here to book and all that stuff and you find like sometimes you think about it you're like that could get annoying when you're in it it's just kind of the same thing as like always putting that story up on Instagram being like book here buy the product buy the product but you don't realize what is going to be the tipping factor for when people are going to actually buy so if you have like a really enticing paragraph or like bullet points on what your product is about what your service course whatever it is about and then you don't have that button you never really know like if that could have been the factor that got them to buy or like send them over the edge to press purchase so I would suggest having some CTAs and like using strategic CTAs with your branding in mind like your voice in mind like I put down a very good example if you have like kind of a cheeky more like fun vibe to it you could use like you know you want to try it something like that like you can have fun with it I think And then obviously having like the very obvious click here to buy or click here to join, things like that. But just, I feel like it's never really enough when people think like, I don't want to have buttons everywhere, but you realize like, it's again, going back to that, like, do I want design aesthetics or do I want to make sales? So that's something to keep in mind. And then one more last thing about call to actions I feel like I've said CTAs way too much. Asking a question that is related to your service or product that your consumer will hundred percent say yes to. This is a huge driving factor on social media when you're like creating a post or something and you're wanting people to read more. That first sentence is going to be something that they're going to say yes to. The same thing you can use that on your your call to actions or like your buy now buttons. Say if you have a skincare company, I keep going back to skincare, but that's like all on my mind right now. Say you have a skincare company and you're wanting, you know that people are coming to you for your glowing vitamin C serum or something like that. Put literally on the button, click here to get glowing skin or do you want glowing skin? Click here. I know it sounds so simple, but it works every single time and it's been studied so much and this is like the leading way that people make sales. Huge on social media. Definitely do it there. But just like add it in here and there. And then another thing is like you got to test these things out. If you're doing it for the very first time, you have no idea what's going to work the first time. You have to test. You have to like just go back in every month and see like, okay, how many conversions did I get? And then switch things up a little bit. And then you can go back the next month and be like – I don't think that worked as much. So (laughs) that kind of goes with everything, right? Like I always say, test out different things in your Instagram bios, like what's converting, what's not, everything like that. You never know. You never know. Okay, optimize your mobile. This is number five, the last one. I think this is the most important one, honestly. Today, everybody's just on their phones. And if you don't have a website that's mobile friendly, it just looks sloppy to me. I don't know if that's rude to say, but... (laughs) I think that we know that everybody's just on their phone. Everyone's buying off their phone. Everybody's clicking from Instagram to go see the website. So if it's not built out for mobile-friendly viewers, then you're going to lose out on conversions, sales, customers, all that. Those are all the exact same thing. But So a big thing that whenever we're doing websites for mobile, I think that simplifying is key and making sure that, again, that fluff is just getting cut right out you are going to just disrupt the user experience you're just going to annoy people people are going to leave if they're just seeing like information and pictures and buttons everywhere on such a small screen so definitely check out like go through it yourself and say like okay what do I actually need what tells the story what showcases my product in the right light and what do they need to like actually buy and this is where you can bring in somebody else too right like take everybody's feedback with a grain of salt because you know your business best, but also like just run through a a mobile site with somebody else and see like how they interact with it. And that's a really good way to kind of reconstruct in an easier way. And then on the other side, of things web optimization on mobile also can improve your score through google like this goes desktop as well but because there's so many more people looking at your website on on mobile there's going to be a higher chance of google taking those viewers in and saying like okay it's like a good there's a good like they're sticking around they're going to a bunch of different pages and when google sees that it says like okay this is a great website it's going to rank you higher and it will basically look at just like how much time they want you to be spending as much time as possible in the search engine so that's another thing to think about easy to read text well spaced buttons all streamlined navigations on smaller screens all this will all help your conversion rates too. Another thing that's, like, going off of the, the get rid in, getting rid of all the fluff and you may think, like, I need all this information on there. Me personally, when I need to, like, research something that I'm buying, I will go on my computer. But if I know that I'm buying it or, like, there's anything that's just, like, I'm, I'm being, like, sold to on TikTok or anything like that and I'm buying right away, 100% it's going to be on mobile. So – When you're thinking about it, like a lot of people are usually faster buyers and they don't need all that information too. So again, something to think about when you're cutting all that extra fluffiness out and then just understanding like your audience tendencies too. if they need more information, then that's something to think about. But if there's somebody that just like take two seconds to be like, yes, I'm buying that. I will do whatever you say. That's also something to take in. Another thing is like adding features like shop pay on your Shopify site or any ways to get just like one click purchase is going to maximize your conversions. I think there was like a study done that just like 50% more people like actually buy when they have it just like a one when their credit card's already in there. They don't have to like go search. I know me, I'm just very lazy. And if it's not already in my browser, my credit card, and I have to like go find my wallet, I won't do it, which is so annoying. But just tendencies of Consumers, I guess. Okay, so that was my short and sweet five tactics to optimize your website. These are all things that you can do on your own. Obviously, if you want a professional, they can help you dive a lot deeper into like SEO, things like that. We can do a full another episode on that. But these things will help you create a seamless user experience, use persuasive CTAs, and just like optimize your conversions, user experience the way people talk about your website things like that they all matter so with that thank you so much i appreciate you listening and i hope you found these tips handy or tangible in any way if you have any questions or want to talk about any type of topic specifically on later episodes send me a message on manuka sunday at on instagram i love to chat and hear what you think about the F podcast so Yeah, rate, review, whatever you feel like doing. Hit me up on Manuka Sunday on Instagram, and I hope you have an amazing day. Bye.